0: Costa. Good evening, Polly.
1: Uh, what did you score?
0: What did I score? I scored 1,048.
1: Are you happy with that?
0: Uh, no, not really. How come? Uh, Teddy, Teddy's late out fucked me pretty hard.
1: Okay, can you explain how?
0: So, I've got Val Holmes, so my uh-huh. my planned trades were uh BJ to Best, uh-huh. and Val Holmes to Tedesco, and I was going to captain Tedesco straight up. So obviously... Which Teddy, which,
1: which was crazy to like, might seem crazy to some people because you bought Holmes a week before, so you would have only held him for a week.
0: Yep, but okay, that's the way things are this season. Uh-huh. Um, and so when Teddy pulled out, instead of doing that, I got... Uh, I traded out Isaac for mansor and uh, Braley for grant, thinking that by do it, getting grant rather than best I was uh, getting the points. So I think that mm-hmm. I reckon Tedesco pulling out cost me like two hundred points.
1: okay I mean the the two trades the two trades you did make were good trades.
0: yeah they were.
1: so how do you how do you how do you get to two hundred points?
0: So Val Holmes scored Uh 30-odd, and I reckon Tedesco, like, Morris scored, what, 120? Yep. So I reckon Tedesco probably would have scored maybe 130 at least. Who knows? But let's say 130. Yep. So that's 100 points right there. I would have captained him straight up. My captain Mm -hmm. was Haas, who scored 80, so that's another 50. That's 150. Yep. I would have... In order to get Tedesco, I had to get Best rather than Grant to free up the cash. Uh huh. So I would have gotten Best. I would have played Best.
1: But wait, um, that doesn't make sense because Best was more expensive than Grant.
0: No, no. Could Bj to Bj to Best freed up about 160 or 170 k, which oh, allowed okay. me yep. enough money to I do homes on. to to Tedesco, whereas Grant was only like 50 k cheaper than Bailey
1: Down. Yeah. 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 Yep.
0: So that cost me – well, I brought in Mansor. Mansor scored 70-odd, so that cost me like another 50, 60 points.
1: Right. So that's your, that's your 200 that's points That's my 200. You. Woe is you.
0: Yeah. So my 1040 could have been a 1240 if not for Teddy waking up with a sore head.
1: Uh, How and did a lot get? of you uh, I So I scored a 984 – sorry, 981, I should say. Um, after – yeah, after uh, – well, I traded Liam Knight out for Cohen Hess on what it would have been Friday night before the before the Bunnies game. Uh, I, ha- I had to do that trade at that time. Um, I couldn't wait. Um, and then, of course, on Saturday, it was announced that Cohen Hess was out. Yeah. Um, somehow, in my confusion, I ac- I thought I thought I took him out of my team entirely, but. Um, I did move him to my bench, but somehow the reserve stayed on him. So I ended up getting Raiden Williarmi's AE of eight points, um, which, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm usually I, I I'm usually anal about this stuff and just double-check it and triple-check it. And for the first time in a long time, I, I just like a nufty. I just let myself down. And it actually cost me my head-to-head as well. Oh,
0: so, so what's your rank now?
1: Forty-three
0: thousand odd. Yeah, right. I fell from like eleven 1, hundred to just just inside the top four thousand, so about three thousand nine hundred. Okay. So okay. yeah, not a great week for either of us. Um, right. Just reflecting on the week that was. So, Kalen Ponga, that's his highest score ever, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Remember last week, I was like, so you know, if if you had Ponga, would you trade into Turbo kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, imagine you did.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the the interesting thing is, like, currently now, all the guys who are leading overall have both Ponga and Teddy.
0: No, no, they've got oh, sorry, both. Sorry,
1: Ponga, Ponga and Turbo, I should say. That's yeah.
0: right. That's right. Yeah. They've got both. So every single person in the top ten that I looked at has both has that combo, the Ponga Turbo okay. combo. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I didn't think, to be honest, that that Ponga had like a hundred and sixty point game in him. Certainly not against the Raiders. Yeah. And it makes things very interesting in the sense that, like, do you think that Ponga is now like a reasonable option long term? Like, is well, he th- is he in the, the that top echelon? With, with-
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's a clear top three.
0: Is he as good as top two though?
1: Yes, I think he has. To, he has to be. It's interesting. He hasn't scored below eighty. If, He's if only anything, played three games. Sure, uh, sure, that's fine but it, but if anything with the goal kicking he's he's a much safer play than than the other two.
0: Mm, I'm not 100% sure about that, but yeah. I think best outside him helps him because he's just such a gun. <sighs> such a hole runner.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course.
0: So basically the the separation between good scores and bad scores last week was just basically those who had Ponger and Best and those who didn't. Again, every, pretty much everyone in the top 10 has both of them and played them. Yeah. Yep. As well as Turbo. Yep. Um, anything else kind of very notable about the weekend apart from that? That was a big thing, right?
1: Yeah, I th- I think that that was the sort of
0: I mean, a, huge, huge outbrier for, for everybody. Um, the Broncos were worse than we even thought they were going to be. We talked about how shit they were going to be, and they were even worse.
1: Yeah. Um, and they don't look like they're going to get better any soon uh, better anytime soon i should no
0: say. no and that's that's maybe a good segue into the team lists for this week mm-hmm. um, so just quickly they've to so the shifted oats to the back row now yeah um and and coats comes onto the wing with Farnworth yep. on the other other wing does oats mm-hmm. to the back row make them any better
1: uh defensively in a way, yeah Jamil Hopperade wasn't great.
0: How do we know how good Corey Oates is going to be in the second row? Uh,
1: We don't, um, but I I feel like there's there's more room for upside than downside. Like Bullimore and Hopperade were pedestrian, really, really pedestrian. Now Corey Oates could be that bad, but
0: you know what? Though I don't know if it's like I was talking. Last week, I think, about their the edges looking really soft, which they do because of, they've got all those back rowers out. Uh-huh. Um, and the centers as well. Like Staggs wasn't playing and the centers just you know don't look great either. Yep. But it's not, it's not that like, a team's attacking them necessarily on those edges. They're just rolling over the top of them and then actually going straight up the middle. They're, it's, it's, a, it's a collective effort from the forwards of just being steamrolled.
1: I feel like it's across the park.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's across the park. There's no, yeah. The the Roosters literally just ran straight over the top of them. It wasn't like they were slicing through particular holes on the edges. Mm -hmm. They were running straight over the top of them and running through them. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is not a good sign. It is a good sign for fullbacks playing against them, though.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, So we'll get to that. Um, So other team list news. There's been a big shakeup, actually. The team lists are. Like all over the place this week, yep. so tell Malolo for the worry, uh, for the for the Cowboys is on an extended bench, but I think he will play. Yeah, that's the talk. That's the talk. Um, the hammer comes in for the our, hammer for our boy Benny Hampton. Is Hampton uh, dropped or injured?
1: He's dropped. You just got you just say. got
0: dropped. Why?
1: Because it's the hammer.
0: <laughs> did you did you put your bet on for Hampton High's track squad?
1: No, I didn't. But uh, I might put it on for the hammer. Even even coming in, <laughs> even
0: coming in from and, a six try deficit against North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway,
1: because um, he, well, he's so much faster, and the ball's still going to go that way.
0: Like, oh, he scored. He a lot. but Yeah,
1: yeah. Like Benny Hampton didn't really, like, honestly speaking, now did not did not generate anything that he wasn't given. The hammer could easily do that easily. Yeah. And so so uh, is yeah, my sure. understanding correct that this is a result of the NRL allowing teams to now uh, dip into the development squad which they weren't allowed to do before?
0: I didn't know that. That's very interesting if that's the case.
1: Yeah, I believe it might be but don't quote me on that.
0: Yeah, right. Um so yeah, so what the what the super coach Lord giveth he has taken away
1: uh Oh look! I'll, I'll I'll be trading Benny Hampton down to the hammer in two weeks, probably.
0: So there's four other outside backs that are getting their like cheap outside backs that are getting their start this week. Yes. So there's the hammer. There's Tommy yes. Talau. Yes. There's Hiroti at the Sharks. Yeah. There's who else is there? Uh,
1: would you? Uh, Did I say Coates? Uh, yeah. Co. Yeah, Coates is not a total rookie, but yeah.
0: He's still in that, like, kind of 200K range. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that I'm missing. Uh, not Fui Oh, yeah, maybe we'll Fui He's kind of, yeah. he might be the one. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, a bunch of, bunch of cheap backs, like, that are going to be on the radar, which is kind of good because, uh-huh. you know, the likes of sort of Lomax and Hampton will be ripe right to trade down in a week or two. Yep, it could be a similar situation in a couple of weeks to what we're at now, where you might have to go a week early on one of them, yeah, in order to keep kind of making trade ups. Yeah, um, the Tigers, Benji has been dropped, mm-hmm. which seems a bit weird, but it's obviously uh, a reaction to that that right hand side defence just being woeful.
1: He's got the kissing disease as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Musgrove, my boy.
1: Oh, God. Don't, don't celebrate this. This is oh. just like a...
0: What do you mean don't celebrate it?
1: Like, he, like he, He's just in by default. He's just in because the Tigers got beaten by the Titans.
0: Mate, I held him for that exact reason. I no, think didn't. I said to you at some point, he's too good a player to stay out of that team for long, and so I'm not trading him out for that reason.
1: No, it's not because he's too good a player. It's because other players are being dropped to teach him a lesson.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. He's starting, and he's—I reckon he, I still reckon he's the best prop at the club. So, okay. yeah. Anyway, um, I am happy about it. As I mm-hmm. talked about, Tommy Talao getting his start for for Rob Jennings um, mm-hmm. at the Panthers. Burton has been named instead of Kenny in that yep. bench utility spot, which means that Corrissau probably goes back to eighty
1: minutes. Well, either that or Luai kicks up into into Fulco at some point.
0: Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Uh Liam Martin again on the bench, although last he was named on the bench last week and didn't get a run. I'm mm-hmm. still very interested to see how Liam Martin affects the minutes in that Panthers back row. So Yo didn't play eighty on the weekend, he played sort of sixty odd. Mm-hmm. Um because when, when I think when Billy what's his name? Billy, Billy Burns. Billy Burns came on. Mm-hmm um, so it'd be interesting to see how Liam Martin affects the rotations.
1: Yeah, there's 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 a few guys we got to talk about in that pack.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of all I really had on the team list. Did anything else kind of strike you?
1: Uh, one thing we already mentioned, but I'll just I'll just circle back to it. So Fui Maono's uh, in because oh, yeah. uh Tariq's out, right? Yeah, um, and four, it's to like four, four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Um, second row center switch. may get 80 minutes in that position and isn't very expensive. Still has, I think a minus 27 break even or something like that. Uh,
0: and he's a bit of a super coach machine too.
1: He is. He is. If I like, if I had an extra trade, I'd love to bring him in. If I had an extra Uh,
0: five trades, I could use them all very happily. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the, the storm as well with the, uh, Jerome Hughes injury. They've mm-hmm. named Riley Jacks at seven. Yeah. But they still have Cooper Johns and Nico Hines on the extended bench. So there the could still be. <laughs> the most
1: beautiful man south of the border?
0: The most beautiful man south of the border, Nico Hines. That's right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there could still be some some funny buggers there. Yeah. The Titans have gone back to starting Bryce Cartwright. Mm hmm. Which, wow. you know, that just seems like. The wrong decision.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, speak about some trades?
0: Yeah, so so we've been talking about this round for a while, right? We've been saying this mm-hmm. is a huge trade round, and, and it is. Um, so we're going to talk about... As well as the, the two cheapies, Best and, and Grant, kind of a range of, um, I guess they're mostly guns uh, that you could look at bringing in this week. And we're going to try and sort of go some way to ranking those trades. And I'm even going to try and put a bit of a like framework around how you can think about who you should trade in.
1: Okay. Mm. Uh, so I guess the first question is, um, and I, and I'll answer it myself as well, if you don't have either um, Bradman Best or Harry Grant this week, should you use both your trades to get them both in? Uh, I would have to say absolutely.
0: For me, it all depends on whether you do or do not have Tom Trubojevic. Okay. If you, because he's for playing me, the it, Broncos
1: on Thursday night.
0: Because he's playing the Broncos on Thursday night. I think he's an even money chance of going over 100. And probably the best captaincy option this week. And so the the amount of points he could score you might outweigh the cash generation you're going to get from Grant and Best.
1: You know what's the worst, though? He's such a good captaincy option, but he's an even better vice captaincy option. But the problem with that is that the other great captaincy option is Teddy.
0: Yep. So, yeah, Um, no, I agree. But anyway, so yeah, so I think... If you've got turbo, I would, I would be, I would do the double trade down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have either grant or, or best, best. Um, I actually see grant and best potentially both as as keepers.
1: Oh yeah,
0: but but Braley's going to make another twenty thirty k next week. I mean, you're going to lose potentially upwards like. Grant's going to potentially make upwards of a hundred k, depending on what he what he scores. But I think easily. But yeah, yeah, it could be like one hundred and twenty or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Turbo and Brayley are going to make a bit of money on both sides as well, right? Uh, yeah. So, so the way I guess that I look at I, I look at things, and maybe this is obvious, but I think so. The first thing I, I again I've said this a thousand times over. I look at points over over cash generation generally, but obviously you've got to weigh up how many many points do you think a given guy is going to score against, uh, I guess, compared to the guy that that is going to be in your team Mm -hmm. otherwise. And then you've got to weigh up sort of the the relative cash generation. And, you know, every team's different. People are going to have different circumstances. And it also matters in terms of what trades you can make in the following weeks. Yes. But, yeah, so I guess the first thing I'm looking at is how many points I think the guy I'm bringing in is going to score. And that mm-hmm. is also sort of dependent on draw. So I'll be looking at their draw both this week and over the next few weeks. Yep. In comparison to the guy that I've got. Um, yes. So yeah, so that's kind of the first thing I'm looking so, at. Yeah,
1: how many how many extra points will you get by making that trade?
0: That's right. And then the mm-hmm. next thing I'm looking at is is the sort of cash side of things, which is, you know, the break even. But I'm also kinda of, I also kind of look at the value of a player. So what what do you mean? What I mean is, so so obviously a player's got a break even, right? Like, so if they've got a low break even, they're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But it's not just their break even; it's also their current price. So, for example, you no know, for Luma. What's his break even? Like his break even is probably like forty or something.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: I don't know what it is, but even if his break even was twenty, I don't think I'd buy him because I think he's already overvalued. Yes. So it's it's both the break even and what I think their actual value is going forward. Yep. Um, and then but but what you got to make sure you do as well is look at the like you don't just look at how much as we said Grant is going to make. If Grant's going to make 120,000, you're not losing 120,000 necessarily because the other guys that you're that you're keeping might also make money. So you've got to do the sort of net cash difference. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So what about you? Would you would you do the double trade down, or would you bring in?
1: No, I would definitely do the double trade down. Um, I did bring in best last week, so it'll be Grant uh, downgrade and one upgrade for me this week.
0: All right. Well, that leads us to who is the best upgrade this week.
1: Oh, it's such a hard decision.
0: There are. I have a list of like fifteen guys.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, and they're all guns. A lot of
0: all guns. Pretty much all guns. So, I mean, I'm just going to read out my list for a start, Mm -hmm. and then maybe we can start thinking about ranking them. Okay. I've got, what have I got? I've got Madison, Murray, Capewell, Turbo, Tedesco, Cleary, Cook, Luttrell, James Fisher-Harris, McInnes, Sivo, Munster, Frizzell, Crichton and Cody Walker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could say there's like 15 dudes on that list, and I think there's there's probably some pretty good reasons to bring in all of them. Yes. Um. So where do we start? Who do you like out of that list? Who would you Who would you rate number one? And on what basis?
1: I still can't decide. I think it's going to be between Teddy McInnes and Capewell well for me.
0: So Tedesco's break even is seventy six. He's mm-hmm.
1: seven
0: hundred and fifty seven K. Yes. And he plays uh the Bulldogs and then is it
1: And then it's Para so he's he's got Bulldogs, these Para
0: stuff. and then the Dragons, right?
1: Yeah so so he keeps getting like kind of easy game, hard game, easy game, hard game. He goes Bulldogs, Para, then St George, then Melbourne, then Cowboys, then Canberra. So it it yeah it it kind of it kind of swings around a little bit his uh, his draw. Yeah.
0: So, so I've already said I think I think Turbo is flat out the best at that list based on the fact that he's got the Broncos and the Broncos look so bad last week, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily, necessarily seeing them being. I think they'll be better, but not that much better. I think yep. their team still looks awful. Turbo yep. probably should have scored eighty odd last week, and to be honest. He got no ball. He got no ball, yeah. and he played a side that, that was pretty good. Yeah, I think
1: yeah.
0: Danny Levi hates him. <laughs> it's like Danny Levi like I don't know slept with his sister or something. Uh, or the or the opposite. Sorry, Turbo slept with Danny Levi's sister. Like every time you saw him out of the corner of his eye, he went the other way.
1: Yeah,
0: and he still nearly scored eighty odd against a good team. How many yeah. is he going to score against the Broncos? Yeah. Um, and he does have that forty six be. So if he does score like one hundred and twenty, he's going to become very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just think he's the best captaincy option. So yeah, I've got turbo at the top, and, and the second guy, I, the second guy in the list that I've got is Tedesco. Yeah, partially because his pod, as I said, all the top ten guys have the, the sort of the turbo ponga combination. Uh huh. Partially because the roosters just looked so good last week. Again, the Broncos were very bad, but the Roosters really just ran over the top of them. And they sort of did the same thing against the Bunnies the week before. It was a lot closer mm-hmm. game, but they look there was something sort of inevitable about the way they were playing.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so I think Tedesco could go very, very big against the, the Bulldogs as well. Is that would you agree with those those two being the top two? Uh
1: yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, you and I already have Turbo, but yeah, I think that because they're the top two, not just because they are absolute solid keepers, but because of their um, captaincy viability this week. Whereas everybody else we're going to talk about, I think, are great keepers, but you're not picking them out particularly for their captaincy viability this week.
0: Well, there's there's at least one guy on this list that I can think that you might pick him for that this reason. Cody Walker? Damien Cook.
1: Oh, Damien Cook, huh? Okay.
0: Wouldn't that be the the Zig of all Zigs? When I mean, everyone's got Appy Corusau and Grant. Yeah. To get Damien Cook. Yeah. That'd now I actually was thinking about doing Appy for Cook this week, but but Kenny Kenny being off the bench and and Burton being on makes me not interested in that trade. I probably wouldn't have done it anyway, but it makes me less inter- even less interested in that trade because because Cora could go back to playing 80 minutes. Yep. But this is one of those things where I think Cook is a great trade. I think he's, he's got that great draw. He's playing the Titans this week. Um, but Souths aren't rolling over teams as well as they have been in, in past few years, so, so Cook's not getting as good ball. Murray back to lock kind of helps that a little bit. Um. But I just don't think the difference between, say, Corrissau or Grant and Cook, is big enough. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. like Corrissau probably scores sixty five, maybe maybe Cook scores eighty. Like it's not a huge difference.
1: Uh, I think Cook will score close to a hundred this week.
0: Um, he might, but yeah, he
1: might. And, and keep in mind, it's not just it's not just one week. So this is the beginning of the bunnies run, uh, Gold Coast, New Zealand. Panthers, Bulldogs, Tigers.
0: Yeah, but so it doesn't look as juicy as it did a few weeks ago because the Warriors' D has looked pretty good. Even though they got done like 26-0 by the Panthers last week, the Panthers scored like two or three tries off kicks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like they were just... Sorry? They still count. Yeah, but it wasn't from like hookers running straight up the middle. Their defense looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't... Like, no one scored more than 20-odd points against them yet, right? But they haven't so. made any 40-point blowouts. No, they haven't. So, so that New Zealand game doesn't look as juicy to me as it did, you know, during kind of COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the Panthers are defending pretty well. Yep. So there's, like, two games that aren't as... Don't look that great. Obviously, yeah. the Titans this week is, is is great. I think he's I think he's a like a very interesting trade. If I had another ten trades, I'd probably get him in. But uh, I think there are better options. What about Cody Walker?
1: So Cody Walker is really interesting because no one will be looking at him.
0: No, he'll be a huge pod,
1: massive pod. And I don't feel like many coaches are settled with their five eighth position yet so it's a good chance to sort of lock that up now i do think cody walker is a little bit of a flat track bully um yeah his massive run at the beginning of last year was purely based on was largely based on draw um and he and his average dropped significantly once he started having some harder competition so if you if you don't believe in the draw over the next five or so weeks, then I wouldn't be getting him in. But if you do, then look, I, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a great way to to sort of climb the ranks when a lot of people are just trying to sort out other positions.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I like it. I like it as a pod move, but he's the kind of guy that worries me a bit. The super coach, he kind of. He definitely relies on scoring tries. He's got the kind of terrible base. Again, the Bunnies don't look as dominant as they've been in other years. So I'm worried he won't get those kind of junk tries where he's just supporting up the middle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so,
1: so here's, so here's uh, I guess, a good comparison. Would you take Cody Walker with, what I say, Gold Coast, New Zealand, Panthers, Bulldogs, Tigers coming up? Mm. Or would you take... Cam Munster with Knights, Panthers, Warriors, Roosters, Raiders coming up. Although he uh, Jerome Hughes is, is out of the team, so maybe maybe he gets more involved as well.
0: Yeah, Munster's another interesting one. So I'd be more comfortable playing Munster, even though he's got a harder draw, because he's he's got much better base and. Um, I think he's got more upside as well in a way. Like I think Cody Walker's, like when he has a good game, he sort of scores between 80 and 100 maybe, mm-hmm. whereas Munster does have that sort of 140-point game in him. Yep. Um, I'd probably take Munster. Also, like we don't know what Cody form Cody Walker's form is like because we haven't seen him for months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd probably lean towards... Towards Munster, even despite the draw, and Munster's stats for some reason since the, the I don't know since the resumption of play, Munster's stats have like doubled. Like he's taking he's, almost double the runs that he was taking before the, the lockdown.
1: Yeah, his base is up a bit, but yeah, it's the the, the fast plays is, is totally is totally suiting his game.
0: Yeah, I don't know if like the coaches just put a rocket under him or what it is, but he's. He's way more involved. And he's actually taking runs off Pappenhausen as well. Yep. Um, So that's kind of interesting at the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what would you do? Cody Walker or or Munster? Given Uh, the draws that they both have. They're they're similarly priced.
1: Munster's break-even
0: is 38, so in some ways...
1: No, it's lower than that. It's like 27, isn't it?
0: I thought I just looked it up. Yeah. They actually change. They actually change sometimes during... week i think okay i'll have another look but anyway yeah the the question still stands uh
1: i think either you have to believe in draws or or you don't uh i we've talked about it extensively and i think i do so i would probably go cody walker Yeah, I, I do think I, I I would feel safer about Munster, but I yeah, I feel like I go Cody Walker. In saying that though, George Williams is killing it.
0: George Williams is killing it, and he's playing the Tigers this week. And um, the Raiders just love carving up the Tigers. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, I'm definitely playing George Williams this week. I made the mistake of not playing George Williams last week and got burnt. Um, watch him score 30 now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about, so, so all during the whole, the break, you know, after round two, the COVID break, I was looking at ways to bring in Cleary. Yep. And now it looks like I'm not going to do it. Me because too. Because I think Tedesco for my team is more important yeah. this week. Um. Yeah, where do you where do you sort of rate Cleary in all this?
1: Yeah, so I was looking at doing a Luai to Cleary trade um, this week, and and I've got the money for it, but you know you know what actually um, dissuaded me? It was a tweet by uh, NRL Supercoach Stats, which was showed the difference in point outputs um, amongst different positions. Uh, over the last couple of weeks. Mm. And the two positions that seem to be benefiting the most from the six-again rule um, are hooker and fullback um, with a little bit of bump in the forwards as well, but hooker and fullback are the main ones. And the halves, not so much.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's
1: guys just like kind of getting the quick ball through the middle and also making a lot of tackles who are benefiting the most. So I feel like I want to address that or just one of those two positions as quickly as I can, um, and I'll deal with halves later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, for me, it's a sort of... So I can't afford Cleary for either Walters or... um. Well, the, well Walters is the only one I could really do at the moment, and I don't want to sell um, George Williams just yet. Mm-hmm. And or, So I could bring him in straight for, for Moses, but I just think there's potentially not a huge difference between their scores. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Like, Cleary does have 150-point games in him, but against Parramatta and the Roosters, who have both been very dominant... I mean, Parramatta shut down Manly last week, and I think Manly had one of the best attacks in the comp. Yep. And the Roosters have just been rolling over teams, as I said before, and, like, just not letting them have any ball at all. Yeah. So... I think that trade, I mean, Cleary does seem somewhat matchup-proof, but, yeah, I, I just don't think that there's a huge difference between Moses and Cleary there, so that's why I'm, I'm going with other options. Yep. Um, it will be interesting to see what they both scored this week. They're playing each other. If, yeah. If Cleary scores sort of 80 or 90 again and, and Moses scores sort of 40 or 50 or, or lower, I'll have to think about making the trade next week because otherwise it's going to get unaffordable. So selling Walters has become less of a priority for me too because he's been dropped. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. It means he's just going to sit there and not lose any money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also means Harry Grant's probably going to play 80 minutes. So, Yep. Who else do you want to talk okay. about?
1: I want to talk about the second rowers. Yeah, okay. So the th- first of all, the three M's, Madison, Murray, and McInnes. So, assuming you don't have any of these guys, first of all, Ryan Madison um, is averaging seventy-eight at the moment. Yeah, has but the, but has the Panthers, the Roosters, and the Raiders coming up. So, it's you'd think he wouldn't get too much in terms of attacking stats. Um,
0: he's not really a guy that I kind of would think about draw.
1: I don't know. Like he's. Well, let's have a look. So he's. Base and power of the seventy-eight is sixty-six, so he's getting twelve points from creative even tries.
0: Yeah, but I just yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I just think he's not like an outside back that like he could no. get attacking stats even against a good team potentially, but yeah, probably less likely. But yeah, he's he's the sort of guy that I wouldn't really read too much into his draw. I'd just be. Like if I think he's a must-have this season, mind you. Since the the resumption, there's mm-hmm. some other guys that have kind of stepped into that category, and now there's a bit of like there's a competition for those second row spots, and who do you yep. get in first? So yep. Madison's the most expensive of them, right? That's right. Out of them, I probably rate. So there's one guy you didn't mention actually, who's a, a second row well, or front row.
1: There's a couple, yeah. So JFH is who you're talking about, right?
0: Yeah. I actually out of all of them, based on what I've seen so far, I actually rate James Fisher Harris number one. Partially because he's dual, partially because yep. he's the cheapest, I think, out of the ones you mentioned. Yep. And and he just looks like he's building back up to that kind of seventy minute role in the middle. And he just makes he's just so involved. He's got offloads yeah. and tackles and runs. I rate him just slightly above McGuinness because I think well he's cheaper.
1: What about Murray starting in the middle? Going back to the
0: middle. He's not getting enough minutes for me.
1: Yeah. I feel this I I kinda feel the same way. I think he's worth talking about, but he's
0: he's expensive.
1: He's well he's expensive he's expensive, but his upside is kinda capped still. Um and like we talked about in the preseason, he, he, he does need the attacking
0: stats. But- he's probably the most likely out of all of them to get attacking stats. Sure. And they do have that great draw coming up. Mm-hmm. So I can see an argument for him, but I think he's with his current role, he's got the lowest base by some way.
1: Yeah. yeah so it looks like yeah. he's going
0: to score sort of 60s, low 60s without an attacking stat, whereas Fisher-Harris and... And McInnes look like they're going to score 80 every week. Yeah. Just in base. So you kind of, if you're getting Murray, you're banking on him scoring a try every second week, basically.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So, onto McInnes. McInnes is averaging 86.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: blowing all these other guys out of the water.
0: Well, Fisher Harris just scored 90 on the weekend in base, in base and offwards. Sure. And he's building yep. up his minutes. So I don't know if you could say that he's blowing all these other guys out of the water.
1: Well, Okay, so the Fisher Harris argument though opens a whole other can of worms, which is: can you have Fisher Harris and Yo and uh, <laughs> yeah. Capewell in your team?
0: I've got Mansoor. I've got Mantor as well. You could end up with a whole team of Pan- Panthers players.
1: Yeah, sure, but I like. I'm just talking specifically about the pack here. Like, how does this even happen?
0: Well. Yeah, it's interesting. So if if yo if we think Yo is going to play sort of sixty five to seventy minutes, Harris Fisher Harris is going to play sort of sixty five to seventy minutes, and they've got Tamau, That doesn't leave a lot for the likes of Tedebano and Leota.:
1: Yeah, they have to get min- minimal minutes.
0: Yeah, which or both Capewell and Kikau could get breaks.
1: Well, I, I feel like I feel like Kickout's breaks are pretty much expected now, right?
0: Yeah, it looks like he's going to get breaks. It could be the Cape Well. I'm. I would. I would be waiting another week on Cape Well to see what happens with Liam. Martin.
1: Even in the even in the centre wing,
0: if he ends up playing sixty minutes, Cape Well, yeah. he becomes a 50-point, 50, 50 point plotter. So. You know, if I wait one more week on Cape Well, probably he's going to go up yeah. off a lot of money in that time. But there's there's a bunch of other pressing trades to make. I'd wait another week on him. Okay.
1: All right. Look, uh, okay. Are you with McInnes? Like, okay. Again, we're going to bizarro world here down at St. George. But why is he playing eighty minutes every week? I- like, w- when it's when it's this fast, when the game is this fast, we're like. It kind of now doesn't make sense. Beforehand, uh, I was arguing that he would get 80 minutes because why not? But now it just sort of seems seems crazy.
0: Well, maybe it and can't he, continue. Every other coach...
1: Yeah, I don't know. And every other coach is kind of bringing uh, a second hooker onto their bench who is, re- who, who is resting the, the, the starting hooker, but... McInnes is just staying on the field anyway.
0: Just well, t- Harry Grant looks like he's going to play 80. Smith's been playing 80. Cook's been playing 80. Um,
1: I don't know how sustainable this is.
0: Well, it's interesting. So, Isaiah Yo, right? Like, we thought he was going to play 80 every week, and he got a break on the weekend. Yeah. Um, even Payne Haas got a break. Mm. Seaboard's starting to come under criticism for playing Haas too many minutes, which is interesting. Right. I'll be very interested to see what Payne Haas's minutes look like this week. I, I'm going to steer away from him as captain until I see what his minutes look like. He still scored 80-odd points last week, but he had like six offloads, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen every week. So uh, Haas is kind of a wait-and-see, captaincy option for me now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go straight up turbo this week, so don't yeah, need to worry t- about it this week. But... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the what minutes look like. I mean, maybe he just got a rest because they were getting pumped.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, who can say. So, so you're. it sounds like you rate McInnes over James Fisher-Harris.
1: Mm. I said last week that I like. I just haven't come around on him as a player, but I don't know. Maybe i have to look at that again. I definitely rate McInnes over Murray and Madison as a trade-in option this week.
0: Yeah, the thing that I like about Fisher Harris is that I don't have any second row front row switchies at the moment in my second row. I've got Carrigan in my front row, but I don't have all my second rows are straight second rows. Yep. So if I did, if I wasn't going to bring in Tedesco this week, probably and I've already got Turbo and I think they're the top 2. I think James Fisher Harris at 590k would be my number 3.
1: Can I ask though, we we talked about sort of expected points over like over replacement value or whatever. Yeah. Or or the player you're replacing. Who who would you trade out to bring in one of these
0: players? I'd probably trade out Le Lua, Lucy Le Lua. Really? Yeah.
1: The sixty three average.
0: Yeah, but he's scored sort of I don't know, his scores haven't been as good in the last couple of weeks. And he's actually like not getting the attacking stats that I thought he would. He's not really like offloading that much or putting people in holes. It might come, but it's kind of like the coaches just said for, for the first half of the season or something. Just put the ball under your wing and run hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. So I can see Leilua getting sort of fifties, low fifties, whereas yeah. it looks like Fisher Harris is going to get eighties. So there is a thirty point bump there, and mm-hmm. and he's only there's only about a hundred k difference in price at the moment, or a hundred and ten or something. So that's that's a pretty good trade up for me.
1: Yeah. So, do you do you have any sort of further insight as to how you would generally rank all these players?
0: Oh, so I think it's just all the things we talked about. You know, it's it's like it's schedule, it's who they're replacing in your team, what their current value is, whether you think they're going to be sort of at that price again. Mm-hmm. One guy we haven't talked about yet is Angus Crichton. Oh yeah. 588k break even of 11,
1: hmm. and
0: Orbo still is like outside the the 17. Yeah. Is he just is he just done?
1: No, I don't think he's done. When is Orbo done?
0: <laughs> he's ever present. If you could tell me that Orbo was done, and that that Crichton had that 80 minute spot down, he'd be he'd be right up there. For me.
1: Absolutely. And he's got his white line fever back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not going to play the Broncos every week. like, mm-hmm. But he looks pretty good. And he does definitely have a lot of attacking stats in him. And he's kind of reasonably priced at the moment. Uh,
1: there, there was a question on Twitter about Frizzell. Do you want to say anything about him?
0: I mean, he's cheap. And he's actually getting 80. Yeah. He's 495k. And he's just he's, like, he's just banging out 65s.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's not for me because there's so many guys that we've talked about that I think can sort of average 75. And I just don't. Like, while he's good value, he's not actually much better than the guys I've got at the moment. You yeah, know, the likes I, of Leilure and Tarpenny and Hess, like, I don't necessarily think he's any better than those guys. So I I'd wouldn't... He's
1: still more a guy than an out-and-out keeper.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think he's in the sort of top five second rowers. So mm-hmm. he's not for me, but... Not the worst option. Also, it just doesn't look like the dragons have any points in them whatsoever. Yeah, I've got a fucking so, goal kicking centre <laughs> from that what? team who just doesn't get any goal kicks.
1: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yo his base is pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's basically. It'd be it'd be great if they like could score a few tries. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway,
1: all right. So to recap, so you and I are. Both probably captaining turbo straight up. Yeah, we said so. I said if I didn't have both best or grant, I'd bring them both in. You said it depends whether you have turbo or not.
0: Yeah,
1: and so, so your trade this week will be best and one of these guys that we've just spoken about, Tedesco, Tedesco,
0: Tedesco I for think.
1: Yeah, I think mine will probably be Grant in for Braley and Tedesco in for Papenhausen. Puppenha- yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that I'm just sort of – I mean, that's some of those guys. I'm still capable, just seems so juicy, but
0: who knows. Have I convinced you out of it? Maybe. Can I just quickly talk about so – two of the guys that we haven't quite talked about much yet outside backs. Uh-huh. Um, I would love to be able to trade up the guy we just talked about, Lomax, to a – Done outside back if I had the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two guys I've got here one of them's Luttrell and the other yep. one's Sivo. Mm-hmm. Latrell's 520k with a 59 break even, and Sivo's yep. 558k with a 30 break even.
1: Right.
0: What do you think about either of those?
1: Does Latrell just start every season pretty slow? Seems like it. Yeah,
0: the problem for me with Luttrell is is the lack of goal kicking.
1: Right,
0: his his floor is just so low without that goal kicking. Like we saw mm-hmm. in I don't know one of the one of the first two rounds, he scored like a fifteen or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just can't look at him. The goal kicking on a good team like the Roosters just meant that like even if he did nothing, he would still score thirty or forty. Yep. But yeah, without it, he's. At five twenty k is still a bit too much for me. If he was in the four fifties, I'd be pretty interested. But I haven't. I just still haven't seen enough of him yet, and he's just too lazy.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Sivo, on the other hand, yeah, beasting it. Everything is going down that side. Everything,
1: and look at looking at looking at that team. You'd think this year would have balanced pretty evenly, and that's why you and I would. You and I started with Blake Ferguson, and that's why Wonga Blake was an option, and that's why Ryan Madison's an option. It's it's just still going down the left hand side, and I think a lot of it has to do with both just Dylan Brown being an absolute weapon. Yeah, uh, Gutho always sort of having a slight preference for the left.
0: Yeah, he sweeps the sweep play with Gutho is the, always to the left, and it's always it's a always, cutout straight to Sebo.
1: Yep, and but you say you do say cutout, but also like. Jennings is playing really well, too.
0: Yeah. But also, as you said in the preseason, Madison is cock the guys on the right. The, the ball just right. dies with Madison. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah everything's going to Sivo, and he's just a beast. And the only thing against Sevo is that they've got quite a tough draw coming up.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, so he's going to be on my list sort of around maybe around eight. Let me just have a mm-hmm. quick look. So they've got... The Panthers, and then the Roosters, um, then the Raiders, uh, and then they've got the Cowboys, the Knights, the Seagulls. So it's it's actually pretty bad until about round eleven. Round eleven, it gets good.
1: I think it's I think it's too too hard. I think it's too hard for me. Um. Well, okay. Let me. Let me bring you back to something you said last week then. You were talking about potentially getting Tony Staggs in a couple of weeks. Is that still in the cards? Or did, or did the Broncos just stick it up so much that you can't see it happening?
0: I would like to get in. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to afford it. So one thing that I'm thinking about now is I want to start making upgrades to my team as fast as I can, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I wanna make I wanna be able to make some double upgrades. Yep. In 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 the coming weeks. And so so for example, like a, a Luciani Lelua who's like getting close to that five hundred K mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He could be nuffed out or um you know, you could bring in a rookie or something for him and, and have a like three hundred thousand roughly yep. to play with. Yep. Um and then potentially do a double upgrade.
1: Mm-hmm. So you
0: could do like a I don't know, a, potentially a drink water to a Cleary, and then a Lomax to a a Gun Center, but not a really expensive one. So it's going to depend on price. Yep. So I might actually, when the Broncos run gets good again, I might actually look in, look at bringing in like a an Isaaco because mm-hmm. he's going to be so cheap by then. And I still see that as a bit of an upgrade.
1: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I've got him. I'm going to hold him. Um because I can't I don't have the the trace get rid of him and just bench him until the draw gets good again.
0: I do still think that stags will be a gun in the coming weeks when that once they get their forwards back. Yeah. Um but it sounds like now that, that Fafita might not play till like round nine or ten. Mm. And and he's a big part of their team and they and they go forward. So mm. that might play into my consideration as well. I mean, they're going to get Glenn and TPJ back, which I think is going to help, but the feed is a big part of it as well. So we'll see.
1: Yep. All right. Well, looking forward to the games tomorrow night. Straight up Tommy Turbo hopefully scoring a ton.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. It's always pretty uh, – I find it like quite stressful when you captain a guy like that. And it's oh, like yeah. early in the week, and you're watching the game. I mean, it's great when it comes off, but it. Oof, if he hasn't, if he hasn't got an attacking stat by half time, sweat yeah. starts dripping down. Yeah. yeah. And Turbo often kind of sometimes he doesn't do much for the first twenty odd minutes.
1: Yeah, like he
0: sort of comes good in the back end of halves, so it can be it can be a bit, a bit dire. Hopefully, uh, he's made up with Levi this week, and Levi passes to him. Dylan Walker can kill him as well. Dylan Walker just loves dummy and go himself, and like so many times, Turbo's just hanging out, hanging around him, and just like I can just see him like shaking his head when Dylan Walker doesn't pass to him. So, are there any other like who would you captain if you didn't have Turbo? Uh,
1: Teddy, who if I bring him in, it would be Teddy. Um, Beyond that. Oh, good question.
0: Um, Maybe Damien Cook if you if you had him, but not many people have him. Yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't be bringing him in.
0: Tamalolo yeah. if he plays?
1: Yeah, but Would probably. you risk
0: it with a bruised knee?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe not Haas, as we've discussed.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I just want to see him go back to 80 minutes. So I would... If it, if it was the decision between Tamalolo and Haas, I'd go Tamalolo, assuming he plays.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with that. And there's no one else. I mean, if you've got Ponga, they're playing the Storm. I mean, managed to score 160 against the Raiders, but even still, mm. I still wanted, I was talking last week about bringing in Jack Whiten. Yep. I mean, I can't do that. I don't think I can do it because there's just too much else to do. But also Benji getting dropped, I think probably will mean that their defense is a little better on that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still can see Jack Whiten running up a big score, but maybe not as big as it would have been. Yep. So yep. I'm a bit less yeah. interested in that huge potty move.
1: Yeah. All right. Well.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great to chat yeah. as always.
1: Yep. Good luck, and we'll speak uh, next week.
0: Nice. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye.